So tonight, once again, if you open your Bibles to Luke chapter 2, if you're following along, if not, that's okay. We'll uh, read those scriptures. We talked about that this morning, and, and our discussion this morning, as will be tonight, is about the shepherds. And as I mentioned this morning, I had not spent a lot of time studying about the shepherds. One point we always thought of, well, they were out in the field. This is the time the Lord was going to be born, and, and we knew they wouldn't have been out in the field on December the 25th. So, Cindy, we always had that thought on our mind. But there's so much more here about these uh, shepherds and uh, what took place. So many, so many things there. So, uh, this morning we, we talked about the shepherds. They were out in the field watching over the sheep. And there's this angel of the Lord, a messenger of the Lord, and I believe it was a heavenly angel, came down and told them uh, certain things. And the, remember the glory of the Lord shone round about them and everything. And uh, then they were afraid. They were terrified for a while. And then we'll see tonight that they certainly got over that because they were instructed to get over that. Uh, Let's read this from verse 8 through verse 20, maybe. Luke 2, starting in verse 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, an angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were very much afraid, or sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to you, or, uh, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you: ye shall find that babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even to Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. So again, many, many things in here. As I mentioned this morning, there's nothing new, but we find the same thing in new places. It just uh, uh, makes more firm the foundation that we, that we have. So we left off in verse 11. Well, actually, I think we finished the verse 11. This says, uh, and this is what the angel told these shepherds. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And we took some time to point out this Savior was born. They were talking about Jesus Christ. He is the only Savior. 
We're not partners with him. We are only on the receiving end of him. And buddy, as you well know, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is not one of the ways. He's the way. No other way. No other way. So then uh, we'll move to uh, verse 12. And verse 12 says, And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. So the, uh, this messenger, this angel from heaven, said, okay, there's going to be a sign. I'm going to tell you how to recognize this one. I'm going to tell you how to recognize this Savior. This is how you're going to recognize him. He'll be in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. So this angel, this messenger, was telling the shepherds how you will recognize Jesus Christ. And we see that happening again. Let's go, uh, not as a babe. In, in the uh, Gospel of John, chapter 1. Uh, John 1. And we see the Lord had told John this, how you recognize him. I mean, this is pretty important. Don't want to make a mistake. So he told him how you recognize this baby. And now John was told how to recognize this, this Savior. The baby back there was called a Savior, and here also. So let's start in 1 John 1 and 29. The next day John, seeing Jesus coming to him, and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, who taketh away the sin of the world. And, and people, there's no other way. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man who is preferred before me, for he was before me. Now John was conceived and born before Jesus Christ, but Jesus Christ was eternal. He was in glory before he came. His, his start wasn't when he's born there and laying in the manger. He was with the Father, in fact, from the beginning. See, in the beginning was the Word. In the beginning was this message. Uh, uh, verse 31 and here John says, And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore I am come baptizing with water. And John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. And I knew him not. But he that sent me to baptize with water... The same said unto me, Upon whom you shall see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I saw and bore witness that this is the Son of God. So uh, as he told the, uh, the shepherd, as the angel told the shepherd, this is how you recognize him, John also was told, this is how, this is how you recognize him. Uh, So now we see uh, these shepherds. Let's see, wait a minute. I think I may have skipped some here. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so now we see uh, the shepherds been told this is, this is how you will uh, recognize him. So now in verse 13, we see something that's easily uh, overlooked. It says, And suddenly there was with the angel 
In other words, see, there was a single angel talking to the shepherds. Don't know how many shepherds. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, and we'll go on to what he said a little later. So we had a single angel talking to the shepherds. And Cindy, I hadn't seen this before. But you know, in the scriptures, we're told to what? By the mouth of two or three witnesses. Not by the mouth of one witness. So here there was one witness, one angel telling them. And the Old Testament scripture says, by the mouth of two or more witnesses. So now we have witnesses added. And I was thinking, uh, Debbie, there was a song. Uh, maybe this is not a good example, but it helped me express what I want to say. It was a song, Tony Orlando and Don, tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. And what that was, this man had been away. And uh, so he was coming back, and he was on a bus back then, and uh, didn't know if his girl was going to wait for him or not. And uh, he said, well, you know, if you, if you wait on me, and you want me to stop, tie a ribbon around the old oak tree, and then I'll have the bus stop and I'll get off. If there's no ribbon around the old oak tree, then I'll just keep on going. So this man, he couldn't bear to watch. He told everybody on the bus... And all of a sudden, he heard all this cheering and everything. What did they see? A hundred yellow ribbons tied around the old oak tree. So one would have been enough, told your story right, but a hundred yellow ribbons. So here, what do we see? Here, we have uh, uh, a multitude, it says. Uh, uh, and in verse 13, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts. Could just been one more. But a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what this sounded like. I mean, an angel talking to him is one thing. An angel, a messenger from God. Now all of a sudden, there's a multitude of hosts. I, I, I don't know. Did we hear, you know, on television sometimes we will hear harps and things like that. I, I, I don't know, I don't know how it took place. I, I imagine it was something miraculous. Uh, was there singing and everything? I, I, that's what I picture. But there was praising. So imagine what they heard. So here, uh, they heard this, and uh, this word host, it says there were uh, with the angel a multitude. Multitude means uh, fullness. There was enough. There was fullness. There was more than enough. You might say the cup runneth over there. Had more than one witness now. It means, this multitude means a large number. And the word host means an army of angels. So that's what took place here. We had the one witness to the shepherds, the one angel, the one messenger, and now suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, an army of angels. Of angels is what it means. Praising God. 
So just imagine what they heard. So as I think of that, have you heard anything like that? Well, maybe not exactly like that. But have you heard, as, as you heard a messenger, and then all of a sudden, this was all verified by, could have just been one more witness, but by a host, by an army of angels, it was all verified. This is what they heard. Have you heard anything like, I mean, now they know that, hey, this is true. We had one angel, but now all this, this is true. Have you heard this that would, that would, uh, it doesn't really tell their feelings here, but can you imagine their feelings? But have you heard anything like this? Has it been opened up like this? And uh, he's not here this evening, but he's talking to uh, David Hall, and he's told me on a uh, number of occasions, he said, you know, he just, for a long time, just didn't uh, really understand. He said in one of my sermons on Romans chapter 3, all of a sudden it just opened up to him. And uh, I know myself, you know, I'd studied for uh, some years and so forth and just, just didn't fit, just didn't understand. And then when I begin to see God as not just God to judge, but God, my loving Heavenly Father, you know, he's God, he's in control of all things, he's sovereign, has all power. But then whenever I was taught by earthly angels, by earthly angels, I mean uh, Brother Don and Brother Austin, they begin to show him, show me the truth about him. He's your loving Heavenly Father. And he gave Jesus Christ for your sins. And he's in control of all things, and all things will work together for your good. So then, things begin to open up for me. I know Nicole has said before, for years, this stuff just makes sense. And all of a sudden, I don't know if it was overnight, but all of a sudden, it just kind of opened up to her. Bill's not here, but he had a similar story. There was just, uh, you know, didn't make sense. And then all of a sudden, it just, it just uh, uh, made sense. So here, so I think we have seen... Well, I'll save myself. Whenever I begin to see God as my loving Heavenly Father that gave His Son, Jesus Christ, and He died on the cross as a substitution for me, that was a sweet sound. That was a sweet sound. Uh, so I don't know exactly how it sounded to them. Was there harps and so forth? You know, uh, it would probably be, well, I'd say it couldn't be described in words. We would understand now. So then what, what, what were they saying? So now suddenly there was these, uh, uh, with this single angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts or an army of angels praising God and saying. So now they were all in harmony. They weren't, I never thought of this, but. They weren't singing different things. Some of them weren't singing free will. Some of them weren't singing, singing will you get to heaven if you do these things. They were all singing in harmony. And 
What did they sing? 14. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace and goodwill towards men. This is what they were saying. This is what they were singing. This is what they were praising. And uh, this, so I think to understand this, let me read it again. This is what they were saying. This is what they were saying. Glory to God. Not the man. How much honor and glory do we deserve? Not, we're only receiving end of his grace and mercy. But they said, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace and goodwill to men. So I think to understand this, we, we understand that he's talking about two locations. And I think it's important to see it as two locations. Glory to God in the highest. Well, we can, we can understand that. Uh, God in the heavens, the highest. And they were saying, glory to God. Giving him all the honor and glory, not giving any honor and glory to us. As again, we're just on the receiving end of his grace and mercy. But as we said before, sir, all the honor and glory goes to our Lord. So glory to God in the heavens, in the highest. And God is always pictured uh, in, in, the, in the heavens in, in this manner. But then it says, and on earth. So talking about another location. Well, what about on earth? Peace, goodwill towards men. And this word peace in the Greek is pronounced something like uh, arene. Arene. And it means peace. It means quietness. It means rest plus something else. And I... I couldn't hardly believe my eyes. It was just such a beautiful picture when I saw what this plus was. So this peace, hey, glory to God in the highest, and now on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. So this peace, this uh, arene, it's rest plus set at one again. I, it's such a beautiful picture, Betty. I couldn't believe it when I saw that. And this, this is the, the Greek definition. It's not some historian or something like that. Uh, rest plus set at one again. That's what this piece. So now in heaven, glory to God in the highest. But now what about on earth? Peace. Rest plus Set at one again. Not just set, but set at one again. We fell in Adam. Uh, Romans 5, I think, verse 12. By the disobedience of one, we all fell. We all fell in Adam. We're all sinners through Adam. We're all separated from God. Because of Adam. Of course, that goes on to tell you in that chapter, by the disobedience of one, we were made sinners. By the obedience of one, we were made righteous. And that's not by the obedience of everyone, but by the obedience of one, by the obedience of Jesus Christ. 
But set at one again. Rest plus set at one again. I want to go to Ephesians, the second chapter. This, again, I just love this definition of this peace. Uh, rest plus set at one again. And, and we rest because we are set at one. But set at one, what, what exactly does that mean? Ephesians 2 and uh, 14. For he is our peace who had made both one and had broken down the middle wall partition between us having abolished in his flesh the enmity even the law of commandments contained in ordinances to make himself uh, to make in himself of two one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both to God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. It says, and that he might reconcile both to God. I remember in high school when accounting, you, you reconcile, you reconcile your bank statement, your. Uh, your records of your bank uh, account might say this. Well, the banks might come in and have a different amount. So then what you do, you, you would look and say, okay, well, I wrote this check here, and it hasn't hit the bank yet. So then you do all, So you reconcile, you bring it into agreement. And that's what he said here. That's what Jesus Christ has done, said at one again. And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slayed the enmity thereby. This, so peace on earth. We hear this a lot around December 25th, don't we? Peace on earth. What does that mean? Well, it means rest plus set at one again. That's on earth. Something took place in heaven. Glory to God in the highest. But on earth, peace, rest. Set at one again. And we see this in Colossians chapter 1. And I certainly hope you see the peace. I certainly hope you've been set at one. You've been reconciled to God. It's not something that you or I could do only by his blood on the cross. Colossians 1 and uh, 20. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile. There's that word again. I didn't necessarily like that word in school. It was more work. How, why don't these things agree? Having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him, I say, where they be things on earth or things in heaven. Well, what's that mean? Of things on earth or things in heaven. When Jesus Christ died, he reconciled those that had died before him. There was always one way of salvation. I talked to the, I mentioned it probably hundreds of times to you. Talked to a man one time. He said, and I was talking about Jesus Christ as our Savior. He says, well, hey, no, God won't change his mind again. I'm glad he said that because probably a lot of people think that. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, during uh, the Old Testament and everything, it was you saved through the law of Moses. 
Now you say we're saved through Jesus Christ. How do you know he won't change his mind again? The law of Moses never saved anybody. And, of course, the law of Moses doesn't take care of the entire uh, Old Testament. There's back before there. How was Abraham saved? How was Abel saved? Uh, so, uh, It says in 20, and having made peace through the blood of his cross. And again, I believe that peace is, is the same as the other one. Rest, set it one again. Having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things to himself. By him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. So when Jesus Christ died, he reconciled those of us on earth present and future, but also those in the past. All of them in the Old Testament, that he died for their sins, it went backwards, and, and he reconciled that at this same time. 21, and, and uh, you that were once alienated enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable, and unreprovable in his sight. That's reconciled. That's made to, to be one. That's set at one again. That's what that peace, when he said peace on earth, that's what that peace was, set at one again. And certainly that's what, that's what this little baby that hung on the cross as a man, 33 and a half years old, peace to us on earth. Rest. Set at one again. When it says, uh, present you holy and unblameable, and reprove one sight, it's he that does that. I won't read that, but we see that in Ephesians 2. And that was done before the foundation of the world. But we won't go back there. So back in Luke again, uh, 2 and 14. Glory to God in the highest. That's that location. This is what they sung. This is what they were uh, 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 praising God. This single angel witness joined by the host and armies of them. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace. Rest plus set at one again. What a glorious sound that was to them. What a glorious sound that was to me. Rest, set at one again. Debbie, when your dad and brother Olson taught me that, that was, I don't know if I heard harps or not, but a glorious sound to me. Because before that, I thought, well, there's no way. I had a man work for me one time many years ago, one of the, the nicest men, morally upright, you'd probably ever known. And he told me one day, he said, well, I know I'm going to hell whenever I die. I said, well, why would you think that? Well, because what the religious world had told him, he knew he couldn't make it that way. But, uh, and, and he can't make it the way they say. But now we have... This message from an angel and a host of angels 
peace on earth. Peace, goodwill towards men. Rest. Said it one again. As we look at the Sabbath, we're not under the Sabbath day, which would be a Saturday, but Jesus Christ is our rest. He's made us set at one again. And what a, what a joyous sound that is. Uh, so God in heaven, uh, glory to God in heaven, and Jesus Christ was the one in the manger, peace on earth. Make one again. And then uh, in verse 15, And it came to pass, as the angels were going away from them into heaven, so now this single angel plus this army of angels uh, went away into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even to Bethlehem and see this thing uh, which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. I want to point out, how did they find out about this? How did they know about this peace on earth, about this uh, uh, rest set at one again? How did they know about this? It says, the Lord hath made known unto us. And if he doesn't make it known to us, we won't know. If he has made it known unto you, oh, how grateful you should be. So it says, uh, so after they, uh, it says, it come to pass, angels were going away from them to heaven. The shepherds said one to another, let us now go even to Bethlehem and see the things which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. So after hearing these words, from God's messengers, angels, and confirmed by an army of messengers and angels, all of a sudden, they were no longer afraid, were they? Remember back in uh, verse 9, they were very afraid? Now they were no longer afraid. Well, what do they want now? They want to seize it. Let us now go and see. Now they wanted to go. Now they wanted to see. What did they want to see? They wanted to see this, in verse 11, the Savior. They wanted to see this one, in verse 14, that brought peace on earth, that brought uh, uh, rest and set us one again. That's what they wanted to go see now. Before they were afraid of, they were afraid of the glory of God. Now they wanted to go see. After the Lord opened your ears, did you want to see more? And I know the answer to that. I know we all did. After He begins to open our ears, we wanted more and more and more, didn't we? Sixteen, and they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. So their ears, they had heard. They had heard the message that the angels, backed up by a host of angels, had said unto them. They heard with their ears. They were called to believe. And now their eyes saw it. They saw this 
Savior. They saw this one that's bringing peace on earth. Cindy, they saw him now. What was next? After they, they had been, uh, God had caused them, made known about this Savior, this one, this rest, and made us one again. God had caused them to hear this. Now they saw this one. They saw the Savior. They saw this one bring peace on earth. They saw him. What's next? After they heard, believed, and saw. What's next? Look at verse 17. And when they had seen it, what did they do next? They made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. They told others. What did they tell others? What they had been told. They told others about the Savior. Not one of the Saviors. They told others about the Savior. They told others about this one that's bringing peace on earth. Rest made it one again. This is what they told. They told others the good tidings. And I want to read something that I hadn't seen the likeness until I studied this. Matthew chapter 4. Uh, where he's talking to Peter. I think we have, well, maybe we have time. Matthew chapter 4, and uh, 19. And he said unto them, Follow me. And of course, these, this, uh, Peter and Andrew, maybe I should read verse 18. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon. Uh, called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. This was their job. They were fishermen. This was their career. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. 20. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. So they were fishers. He said, I'll make you fishers of men. What about these shepherds? They were shepherds, tending physical sheep in the field. And he'd made them now what? Shepherds of men, didn't he? He was going out, uh, uh, and now he was going out and, and telling the message to others about this Savior, about this one that's bringing peace to earth, uh, rest Said it one again. So now that he was, a, he was a shepherd of those sheep, and now he made him a shepherd of men, just as he made Peter and Andrew fishers of men. Now we'll say, now they're messengers. Shepherds of men, now shepherds, or they were shepherds of sheep, and now he's made them shepherds of men. And we can still say shepherds of sheep, can't we? Because these were the Lord's sheep that they told this message to. And that's what we see in verse 17. Uh, or 17 and 18 together. And when they had seen it, they seen this Savior, this one that brings peace on earth. They made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child all the things these heavenly messages had told them the message of God now they were making it known to others 
and verse 18, And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Now this wonder is admire. So these shepherds now told what they had been told. They had told it to other individuals. So now they were shepherds of men. And the ones they told it to, oh, they admired these words as well. They wondered and admired at the great marvels of our God and Jesus Christ. They wondered at this Savior. Understand, this is the, the Savior, not one of them, not part of the way. This is the Savior. And he's the one bringing peace to earth, rest, made it one again. They wondered, they admired at this. Why doesn't everyone admire this? When you talk about the Savior, Jesus Christ, being the only way, when you talk about peace, when you talk about uh, uh, rest, plus making one again, why doesn't everyone love that? Why doesn't everyone believe that? Now, these shepherds here at this time, they told it abroad. They told others. And the others, oh, they wondered. They admired this. But will everyone, your, as your, your experience, has everyone admired when you tell them about Jesus Christ as the only way? John chapter 10, we read this a lot. I want to read it again. John chapter 10. So the answer is no, everyone is not going to believe it. Everyone's not going to rejoice. Everyone's not going to love it. Now, when these shepherds, God had caused them, he, gave them this, he caused them to hear and see, gave them this knowledge, and gave them the desire to tell others. And these first ones that they, they told, oh, they, they wondered, they admired this teaching uh, about this Savior, about this one that makes us one with God again. But in John 10 and 24, Then came the Jews round about him, and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and ye believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep. As I said to you, my sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. It's hard for me to stop there, but, but I, I will. But So some are his sheep and some not. Now, I'm not saying they weren't God's sheep. I'm not going that far. That's not our study right now. But they weren't the sheep of Jesus Christ. And they didn't hear, and they didn't believe. Let me ask you about these shepherds. Were they the sheep of Jesus Christ? Did they hear? Did they believe? Yes. These were the sheep of Jesus Christ. And whenever they went to tell others abroad about this, they wondered, they admired. These also were the sheep of Jesus Christ. We won't go. We could go to Matthew chapter 13, where the Lord himself, the disciples, asked them, and said, Lord, why are you speaking in parables? And first he said, well, blessed are your ears and your eyes, for you hear and you see. He says, but the reason I speak in parables is so some seeing won't really see and hearing won't really hear and won't be converted and I won't heal them. Because why? Because Jesus was mean? Because they weren't his sheep. 
So this is why some wonder and marvel and rejoice. Some hear and see. And others, they don't wonder, they don't marvel. So, uh, okay. Uh, after we're called to hear and see the message of the true Savior, doesn't it give us a desire to tell others? It really does. We want, we want to tell others about the Savior. He's the only way. He gives us this desire. Uh, okay, back to our text again real quick. I want to close here. Uh, verse 19. Oh, I'll read 18 19 together. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. So there's a lot here we could study about Mary. But she kept these words. She kept them in her heart. When you first heard the truth, and as you continue to hear the truth, as we continue to grow, when you hear this about the Savior, when you hear about the one that brought peace to earth, rest plus making it one again, don't you hold that in your heart? So Mary pondered and kept in her heart. So has God caused you to do the same thing? Uh, Well, uh, more I was going to bring out about that, but let, let's not do that. Verse 20. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Before, they were shepherds of the sheep out in the, out in the field watching sheep. So now we see, we see God's election here. They weren't going about looking for anything. They were shepherds watching the sheep at night. So God had elected them as his sheep. And again, Ephesians would tell he chose them before the foundation of the world, made manifest at this time. But God, so they was out, out there in this field, and God elected these. He gave them ears to hear. He sent this messenger from heaven, and then he sent a host an army of angels. He sent word to these uh, shepherds by his messengers. Then he gave them eyes to see what? The Savior. Then he calls them to tell others the word of God. And let me just go a, a step farther, I guess. He calls them to be angels. Not heavenly angels at that time. But angel was a messenger. He calls them to be messengers. So now they're shepherds of men instead of shepherds of sheep. Actually, we can still say they were from shepherds of literal sheep to shepherds of spiritual sheep. That's what he calls them to do. Uh, I don't know, so, so many more scriptures we could go along with that, but we'll just, uh, we'll just have to stop there. But anyway, I hope you see how much more is in this and, and, and make the points that 
that these shepherds were elected by God to hear and see this. These messengers, angels were sent there. And again, what, what they declared to him, this is the, the Savior bringing peace on earth. Rest plus made at one again. And that's what Jesus Christ has done. How would we defile our Sabbath? Laving for our salvation that he's already uh, paid for. May the Lord bless the speaking of his word. We're dismissed.